Hi, my name is Nina Bosky, and I'm the host of a special investigation series of Maryland Behind the Icon during the 60th anniversary of the star's death, where we'll look into the mystery and break down for you, the audience, of what the facts are versus the lies around the star that have been plaguing her for over six decades. We have some of the top Maryland experts with me on the panel. Gary Vitaco Robles, icon, lifetimes in films of Marilyn Monroe, and April Via Via, now Chambers, Marilyn Monroe, A Day in the Life, and Donald McGovern, Murder Orthodoxies, a non-conspiracy view of Marilyn Monroe's death. Each week, we will break down for you what is fact, what is probable theory, and what is outlandish rumor. Hi, everybody. Gary Vitaka Robles is out this week, so let's get started with April and Dawn. Frank Capel is not a household name, and yet he has created one of the biggest household rumors to date around Marilyn Monroe, accusing the Kennedys of murdering and having a hand in Marilyn's death. And in the last episode, we talked about Jack Clemens, the sergeant who was first on the scene at Marilyn's death. And now we will share the connection between Jack Clemens and how Frank Capel come together and some of the other men who start laying the foundational rumor that lives on today, 60 years later. So April, now that we've learned a little bit about Sergeant Jack Clemens, who was the first on the scene, how now does Frank Capel fit into the Maryland story? So Frank Capel is friendly with Jack Clemens and Jack Clemens will provide him with information over the next few years about the case. But Clemens really orchestrates a meeting for Capel with a man named Maurice Reese, who uh, is really the person who starts the rumors that Bobby and Marilyn are having an affair. Bobby cut it off. Marilyn threatened to go public and the Kennedy family had her killed. And, and I want everybody that's listening to this to understand how rumors get started. So you've got Jack Clemens, who is friends with Frank Capel. And Don, who exactly is Frank Capel? What does he do? Well, Capel was an investigator for the Sheriff's Department of Westchester County in New York. And he worked in the Submersive Activities Department for that Sheriff's Department. Yeah. And he was so an operative for the FBI. And he and Marilyn, in terms of Clemens and, I mean, Capel, get together April, six weeks after Marilyn's death. And what are they trying to do in this? Why are they trying to make Marilyn's death a murder? What's their motive? So these people are all very far-right extremists. Capel runs a newsletter called the Herald of Freedom that's basically, it's a conspiracy theorist magazine. It says everyone around you is a communist. It's just a huge mess. Um, but their, their prime reason for doing this is because they don't want Bobby to basically have a career in politics and, you know, eventually become president. 
So in terms of Frank Capel, let's just reiterate for the audience one more time, who is Frank Capel and how does he fit into the Maryland story? Well, Capel actually was the first person who wrote and published a, a pamphlet that Bobby Kennedy and Maryland were having an affair. And even though he didn't actually come out and accuse Bobby of murdering Maryland, he makes it very clear that he thinks Bobby Kennedy, or wants his readers to think that Bobby Kennedy was involved in Maryland's death in some manner. And is there, Don, anything to back up what they're saying? Or are they just putting it out there? You mean evidence about yeah. this affair? Exactly. Is there any evidence? No, none whatsoever. <laughs> Both of you have written extensively on this, and I'm looking right now actually at Classic Blondes and about Frank Capel. And there's a something that he wrote that you have on your blog. And I want to read this. Everyone is a communist in Maryland's world. Ralph Greenson, Hilde Greenson, Hyman Engelberg, Pat Newcomb, Lee Strasberg, Paula Strasberg, Eunice Murray, Arthur Miller, Jack Kennedy, Pat Kennedy are all communists. Who knew? But Capel focuses in on the biggest commie of them all, Robert Kennedy, as the man behind Maryland's sudden death. And if one doesn't quite believe that the commies did it, there is. When a person has the ability or liability or is getting out of hand, the Communist Party has no compunction in ordering his or her liquidation. Many suicides, heart attacks, and accidental deaths are in reality murders ordered by the Communist Party. Marilyn was deeply involved with left-wingers and identified a communist, and her death has many suspicious aspects to it, which we shall attempt to bring out by presenting documented evidence. So they write this kind of stuff, and then they don't back it up with anything. So a big thing that I think people kind of look overlook with Capel is Capel does get actual documents that he tries to fit to his narrative. And you see that in the strange death of Marilyn Monroe. He, he has actual documents from her death investigation, but they're so twisted and warped that it just, it makes no sense. So, and so when you say it doesn't make, it doesn't make any sense, give me like an, a, do you have anything that you can kind of give the audience a snapshot? Because I think we've gotten into a society where we put things out there and it looks like evidence, but when you really follow up, there's really nothing under it but hot air. Right. So for example, Capel will sit there and he will take the autopsy and he'll take the toxicology report from it. And he'll sit there and say, oh, there's a lack of pill residue. So that means she was murdered. And obviously that's not the case. We know that there are cases where there isn't pill residue due to how the body metabolizes these pills, but he, he does stuff like that. And he'll just say, oh, you know, see this, this is a hole. And it's a very, it's very armchair detective, but yeah. Capel's very smart. He knows how to spin it. And he basically makes holes where there is, where there aren't any. Well, and I think guys, one of the reasons why we're doing this is because for example, there's so much more that we know that back then you could actually say this kind of stuff and not a lot of people would find out now with the birth of the internet and all this information that has come to light, 
there's a lot more out there, for example, why somebody wouldn't have residue in their stomach after taking so many of those pills. And by the way, for everybody that's listening, we are actually going to re-air a interview we had with Dr. Cyril Weck talking about the lack of residue and why that's possible. So Don, going to you, the FBI was involved as well in regards to Frank Capel. Tell us, do you know who William Sullivan is, the deputy director of the FBI, and how does that come into hand with Capel? Well, Sullivan was the deputy director under, excuse me, under Hoover, and he wrote a memoir that was published after his death that talked about Capel and actually said Capel was a radical uh, right-winger extremist who was constantly spinning false tales. And Sullivan points out that Hoover tried to catch Bobby Kennedy in indiscretions and uh, sexual indiscretions and things like that, but he never did because Bobby Kennedy was primarily a Puritan. Now, this is what Sullivan said. Well, and I think that this is important. All of us hear stuff in the media and it sounds true, particularly if it comes from somebody that's credible, whether it's a journalist or even somebody in the FBI. And I find it really interesting because I know in April, your blog, that you say that they actually would watch him at parties, meaning Bobby Kennedy, and he'd have one glass of scotch and still be sipping the same glass two hours later. So the reality is, is that even in his book, he comes out and says the stories between Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe were just stories. So here we are six weeks after Marilyn's death, and now the rumor mill starts. Is there anything with Frank Capel and some of the people that are now getting associated with Frank Capel? enhancing this story, April? So the major one is going to be Walter Winchell. Walter Winchell is a gossip columnist. He's been around basically since the dawn of time at this point, but he's very far right. He's friendly with Joe DiMaggio and he starts getting stuff from Frank Capel and he'll end up publishing it in 1966. And Walter Winchell is very narrow-minded and he's very focused on what he wants to get out there. And he had held a grudge against Marilyn since she divorced Joe and married Arthur Miller. Well, I think this is important because now we're looking at 63 to 66. And in the story of Marilyn, it's out in the public. People are writing stuff about this. What is the main rumor, just so we can reiterate in people's minds, and I'll start with you, Dawn, what is the main rumor that is getting established from 63 to 66 right now with these men? Well, the main rumor is that Marilyn and Bobby were lovers, that Bobby promised to divorce Ethel and leave his, what was at the time, seven children and marry Marilyn, but he recanted, and this prompted Marilyn to threaten to go public. That's the main rumor. From your expert research, Don, now over 10 years that you've been researching Marilyn thoroughly, do you see any evidence at all that Marilyn Monroe and Bobby Kennedy, I'm talking evidence, not people talking, that the two of them had an affair? Actual evidence. Evidence. Yeah. Evidence that can be confirmed, not yes. just chit chat. Not just no. chit. Okay. So, so, in fact, Marilyn even 
denied that she was involved with Bobby Kennedy. And I may be wrong about this, and this is going back a few years, April, but didn't we also establish that Marilyn even said that she wasn't attracted to Bobby Kennedy? Was that true? Yeah, so she um, she supposedly told Ralph Roberts that she did not find him attractive at all. Well, if you stop and think about it, Bobby Kennedy didn't fit Marilyn's type. And what would you Marilyn, say is Marilyn's type? Liked older, well, she liked older men. Mm-hmm. She liked tall men, and she liked men that wore glasses. She even commented on that in her memoir, My Story. Yeah, so and that's... Bob Kennedy was basically, how old was he? I think he was about her age at the time. But Marilyn always went for older fellows. Yeah, and I, I'm not convinced with the knowing what I know that her exchanges with Ethel Kennedy, if she would have gone past that barrier in terms of a husband with seven children. But what we're trying to do in these episodes is really break down for the audience what is a fact, what is a probable theory, and what is actually an outlandish rumor. So my theory is that she wouldn't go against somebody particularly that she knew and was in correspondence with, which is Ethel Kennedy, knowing that Bobby and Ethel shared, you know, seven children and it was Catholic, et cetera. Now, but getting back to these two men, you now have the FBI and how does Edgar Hoover and the director deputy fit into this April? Because it sounds like he was after the Kennedys in a big way. Yeah, so Edgar Hoover is just pretty hell-bent on discovering that Bobby is doing something nefarious or something wrong, and he wants to be able to have that in his, you know, basically blackmail file. Uh, Hoover was notified by Capel about his pamphlet and when it was going to be published, and Hoover sent Bobby Kennedy a letter warning him about this book. He called it a book. Of course, it wasn't a book that was going to be published, which basically spelled out all, all the things that were going on between Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn. And Bobby Kennedy totally denied it and said that, that he knew Marilyn because Marilyn was a, was a friend of his sister's, but that this was all gossip and that gossip mongers and people like that can't be stopped, that they're going to gossip and say whatever they're going to say. But Bobby also denied that he was involved with Marilyn, and Marilyn denied. And was this the strange death of Marilyn Monroe that you're talking about that he was going to publish? Is that what he was talking and referring to? Yeah, yeah. I think Hoover knew, knew that the book was being written, and Hoover was right there wanting to destroy Bobby Kennedy because Hoover hated Bobby Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, so, April, what are your thoughts in terms of summing up Frank Capel? Just basically what Don said, he's a far-right extremist who's the first person to publish anything that blatantly by name says that Bobby and Marilyn were involved and that, you know, the Kennedys had some hand in her death. And Walter Winchell is is involved with Capel because they have the same political leanings. And just to kind of build on what Don was just talking about, Capel's book does get a little bit of publicity and it's all basically saying that like, this is crazy, you know, and not to pick up this book 
and interestingly, Winchell doesn't really jump on that. Um, at least to my knowledge, he doesn't say anything about Capel's book, but Capel's book does get, you know, talked about a little bit and everyone just says, don't buy it. So everybody's... Well, Winchell was also a FBI asset too. Yes. And Winchell's relationship with the FBI obviously spanned back to about the thirties, just like Capel's did. So I think for people that are really trying to understand the Marilyn story, you got Jack Clemens that starts to come into the picture right after Marilyn's death. Six weeks after he and Frank Capel start to correspond in terms of their stories around Marilyn, it starts to come into effect of the rumor between Marilyn Monroe and Bobby Kennedy. And then now you have in 1966, you also have this guy, uh, Churchill, that is a gossip columnist, is now adding fuel to the fires, but is there anybody else that needs to be identified as we start to lay this foundation down? Yeah, just really quick. So Norman Mailer pulls a lot of his murder stuff from Capel's pamphlet and Walter Winchell's columns as well. What is his book, April, so that people could understand if they're, because they might even have it and think it's true. I believe it's just called Marilyn, if I remember correctly. It's been years since I, I read that book, but I'm I know. pretty sure it's just called Marilyn. It's called Marilyn Monroe. I think it's just Colin Marilyn. Biography, I think is what it's called. New edition just says Norman Mailer, Marilyn. But yeah, I think it's Marilyn, a biography by Norman Mailer. Okay, so now we're starting to get articles. We're getting gossip columnists. Now we've got Norman Mailer. And if I remember correctly, didn't Norman Mailer come out publicly on a television interview and said, I made it up for publicity. Is it yes. him? Yes. yes. So well, he made it up for, for, cause he needed the money. Yeah. He did it strictly for the money. And he, he admitted it on 60 minutes during an interview with Mike Wallace. And he also admitted it on the Johnny Carson show that he basically did not really investigate Marilyn's death at all. And he kind of admits, even in the book, that it's all made up. But the way Mailer writes is you have to kind of sift through the baloney. He admits there's no evidence that Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn were ever involved in his book. Well, and we have a lot to talk about in terms of the Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe connection, because there's a lot that people don't even know and they just assume is true because they've read not just Norman Mailer's books, but other books that came after. But anything else you want to say as we wrap up this week's episode? Well, I would like to say that everybody needs to understand that the strange death of Marilyn Monroe that was written by Frank Capel was a political hit piece trying to prevent Bobby Kennedy, one, from becoming a senator, and two, from becoming president. Capel hated Bobby Kennedy, and he feared Bobby Kennedy. He considered Kennedy's, the Kennedy family, to be communist, and he was basically going after him politically. That's why uh, Hoover basically underwrote or approved Capel writing this book. Because he wanted to, uh, he wanted to destroy Bobby Kennedy too. That's something that everybody needs to understand. They were after Bobby Kennedy, and that's important as we start laying this foundation. All right, so here we go, guys. You've heard it, Frank Capel. You're starting to understand who he is, who how he fits into the picture. You're starting to fit in how Norman Mailer and some of these other people in the first few years after Marilyn Monroe's death. They are laying the foundation 
to go after the Kennedys, particularly Bobby and JFK at the time before he died, but particularly Bobby after JFK passes away of how in the world are we going to get the Kennedys? And if you think about it, I want you to, as a listener, think about today's media, how much of what we get is commentary without a lot of facts. So it was going back, back to 1960s. Guess what? The media politics were doing the same thing. April, tell people where your blog is as well, because you have a lot of information, backup information that they can actually go search. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of original documentation on classicblondes.com and you can find it very easily by going to the menu and just clicking Marilyn Monroe. And I have stuff on all of these people. Yes, you do with newspaper clippings. And how about you, Don? Because I know you're very thorough too. Well, I have a website called uh, Maryland from the 22nd row, and all you need to do is search that, and there's a lot of stuff on the website about all of this. In fact, the book I wrote, Murder Orthodoxies, is now on the website. Love it. I think that's really wonderful because we're trying to get to the truth. Our tagline is the truth will be known. So what is a fact? What is a probable theory? And what is an outlandish rumor?